All right, Bones, welcome back to Between the Lines. I'm Wolfie. I'm here with Bones. I'm a former professional soccer player. Bones here, former professional basketball player. But more important, just all I watch now is the beautiful game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so Bones, um, last episode, that was right after the Wales matchup, USA versus Wales. So I think today we can talk about our thoughts, our impressions on the USA after watching them against Panama, and then maybe finish up with some EPL discussion. Yeah, it's uh, after a, this weekend's matches. Yeah, I would say first of all, welcome. You're welcome for the canal, and then Oof. second of all, we said for once we we wanted to actually see the U.S. dominate a match, yeah. um, and it it certainly wasn't perfect, but I haven't felt that sense of euphoria about the U.S. national teams ever when they scored that third goal. And I know it was Panama. Like Panama didn't even have their best players, but they just all put their head down and like they're just better than us. Well, Panama. The thing is, Panama did have their best players. I mean, if you look at so... Is that guy their best goalie? Their starting lineup that was like, you know, comparing the USA's average age, which was like 22 years old, versus Panama, which was like close to 29 years old. It was like 28 point something. And that that is like Panama's best team. The fact is, you know, USA won 7-2. 6-2. I thought it was 7, Benz. It was was 6. It was 6. You're right. You're right. Question question the mathematicians. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but the the thing about it is Panama was much worse than Wales. Like, Wales was not a good team. Right, right. But at least Wales was organized. Panama was bad and disorganized and left just tons of room for the USA to capitalize, and so the USA did. Yeah. I don't – do you think you – do you feel like you learned anything from that match about this USA team, though? No, absolutely not. But what, what was, like – Reemphasized into my soul was that we have talent because there was there was not a lot of strategy in that game. It was like, you know, things were were weird. But the fact that we had four or five guys that were so much better than anyone else on the other team is something I haven't experienced before. I mean, we were, we were just toying with them. I mean, Reyna is a god. Yeah. So I mean, I'm with you. Like, I haven't been this excited about a USA team maybe ever. So you I mean, have, they haven't had that talent. You have like like Dest, obviously. Yeah. Reyna. And then you have, like we talked about, McKinney and Adams. And then you're bringing a guy like Soto off the bench. And then you have Ledesmo and, and Arison, who hasn't even made the team yet. I mean, we have, for the first time, we have options. We do. Like I mean, Jack Harlow. <laughs> it, seems like, it seems like we do uh, have a lot of depth, which is kind of strange considering it's like a young team. You would think there's not yeah. much behind it. But we do have depth. You talked about some of the stud players for Serginio Dest, uh, who now looks like he's in line for – Pretty good run of starts at Barcelona with Sergio Roberto out. Uh, did you see today on Twitter he didn't start again yesterday against Atleti, and the fans are going insane. Really? Yeah, the Barca fans are like, "Dest is the next Roberto." Yeah. I mean, well, he's, I mean, well, he's going to be starting now. Like we said, Sergio Roberto went out, and uh, and Dest came in and did pretty well. I thought, uh, but he should get a solid run. Of they're saying Sergio Roberto is going to be out for like two months or something like that. So Dest should see. So Stevie, I know you didn't watch the game live. But you're so dedicated. You sat down and dissected it. What were you thinking as you watched it? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like you. I don't think we learned anything from the game, uh, other than the fact that Panama was really bad. Again, at least Wales was was organized. They offered really like no threat going forward, um, and Wales was a young team too. But they were organized, and it's, and we had difficulty breaking them down. Um, you know, I think. If you if you look at Twitter and the reactions out of Twitter, like everybody's saying, oh, 
you know, kind of sarcastically, oh, we're scoring goals because we finally started a number nine instead of having Sebastian Lejet right, like right, against right. Wales. I think I think this actually scoring goals had a lot less to do with playing with a true number nine. Maybe that did something. I, I don't know if it really helped or not. But it was more the fact that Wales was so much more organized than Panama. Panama was fucking bad. Yeah, and I think it's I think people need to chill out. It's it's very odd on online when people are arguing about his tactics or like who's starting or are we that good? It's like these are scrimmages, and, and the point right now is it's so fun to watch all these young guys play together, and now they're all boys with Musa, which is great. And so like I would just from these two friendlies, my takeaway is just just appreciate this young talent before we get into Concacaf when it actually matters because we actually have talent, which is yeah. shocking. Yeah, and you, and obviously Pulisic wasn't there and. Obviously, Sargent wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, Pulisic wasn't there. Sargent wasn't there. Wasn't there. Those two players alone will make a massive difference. Pulisic, for sure, we know that. Um, Sargent, there's still some question marks about him, even though he's still he's 20 years old. He's playing in the Bundesliga. He's getting regular minutes, regular starts. Although it's a bad team, yeah, but he's I'll, not scoring a whole lot of goals for him. I don't blame that necessarily on him. Maybe he shares some of the blame we saw in this past matchup. Which they, they got a surprising draw against Bayern right. Munich. So, so I think my hope for the, the number nine is that I think someone behind Sargent can come, come and be better. So does maybe that guy. Yeah. For for me, I think I think Sargent is our most complete forward uh, in the pool. Uh, his buildup is very good. Um, he brings players in almost like a – I'm not saying he's Firmino, but the way he – and maybe that's where we go with this national team – if our strength is going to be on the wings with like a guy like Pulisic, maybe it's fine to have a guy like Sargent in the same fashion that Liverpool relies on Roberto Firmino to just kind of facilitate the attack, not necessarily getting on the end of everything. If Pulisic's going to be the guy like our Mo Salah or our Sadio Mane who's scoring the goals, all that stuff, then maybe we can have Sargent drop back into midfield, play, um, and help in the buildup, and we'll be fine with that. Yeah, but – I mean, overall takeaways, they look strong and they, technically they look better than any national team that we've ever had. Right. Just from an individual player technical standpoint, um, they all looked comfortable in the ball. There was no like, just didn't seem like there was like gaps um, on the field. Every, like I said, every everybody seemed comfortable um, and they all look like they can play. So now the question is, so now we finally have a team. In in years past, it was always like we're judging. Uh, you know, we judge Klinsman because he came in and he was like, "I want to play uh, proactive football. I want to dominate possession, do all this stuff." And quite frankly, he didn't have the players that could really do that. And everybody shat on Klinsman. I wasn't. I'm not a fan of Klinsman by any means. But I feel like this is now we finally have a team where we can accurately judge the manager because he has players that can play the way that we want to play and the way we've been talking about playing for all these years. So now that he has the tools, can he actually do it? We can see how good he is as a manager um, in implementing that style and still winning, and winning games the way we want. Yeah, so I think in conclusion that we'll, we'll be 2026 world champs. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that, uh, for like we were talking about Sargent a little bit, so moving into the Bundesliga, which we'll only do for 30 seconds. He was unbelievable against Byron, and they, they tied. He, Yes, he blew a couple of breakaways, but you're also – Neuer had a couple unbelievable saves, but he said that he led the charge to tie Byron one-to-one. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good game for him. Again, that's it's 
kind of when we go back to his role in the national team, like I don't think he's a natural finisher. Like I think Soto, if we're looking for like a number nine poacher in the box who's going to score goals, I think Soto is a better actually finisher than Sargent, maybe a more natural goal scorer. But Soto definitely is not uh, as advanced or as, as technically solid and it's not going to help the build up nearly as much. Yeah, and I saw like uh, – I think it's odd like – one of the things about following soccer, I think, is odd when people talk about like the different levels as far as goal scorers. Like, I feel like if you can score goals in a division, you're still playing with shitty players. And Soto's put in five and seven games for second division, so it's like second division. He's, he's not team, like yeah. he's you're, he's still producing goals. He's not like at in any professional level, you're not like dribbling the team. So he's playing with they're they're like in thirteenth. So he's not on a great team, and he's still scoring like every sixty minutes. Yeah, so they're. they're there's talks, you know, he's owned by Norwich. Right. Um, just has, like, seems like everybody has work permit issues getting into uh, the English work permit. So uh, that's all he's trying to figure out. He needs these national team games in order to get that work permit. Um, but there's talks, or I've seen rumors circulating that Norwich uh, believes that he's essentially too good for the level he's playing on right now. So they're looking for maybe a, another loan move uh, elsewhere. You think in Sunderland? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if the UK is going to like bend the rules their work permit so somebody can go join Sunderland. All right. So I guess Wolf, if we had, a, if we're going to close on a national team, like where do you? I mean, where would the holes be? Or I mean, because we've said positives. What are you disappointed about? I I'm not disappointed really with anything. I think that there's still a lot of question marks though. So my major question mark against good teams, against teams that are organized. We saw that like a Weston McKinney and a Tyler Adams are very much like the same type of player. Like they are both destroyers holding midfielders. Number six McKinney can move up and he can play the eight, but Kim McKinney play the eight and be effective against good teams. Yeah. McKinney's my, I don't fa- think so. McKinney is by far my favorite player on the national team, but he's not good in the final third. And, that, and that, maybe that's something he develops, but I don't think so because that's not going to be where he plays. He's, that's, that's not his role with right. Juventus. The problem is, and I, I get it for Burhalter right now. He's just trying to squeeze our best players on the field. Right. McKinney, Tyler Adams are both two of our you know top five players for sure. Um, and again, McKinney will be fine in number eight role when we're playing Concacaf opponents. Maybe other than Mexico, maybe Mexico. We'll see how that goes. But McKinney against the good teams, like McKinney and Tyler Adams, their strength is not breaking lines with their passes. Uh not breaking lines off their individual dribble. It's breaking up uh, the other team's attacks and playing simple to the other studs that they yeah, have the, on Red Bull Leipzig. They're, they're and, like, and there's a reason they play for RB Leipzig and Juventus because they're teams right. that high press and like constrict the game. And then, and then you, they're so good at winning a tackle and then playing a simple ball. Like they kept playing it to McKinney where he had to make, I know they scored six goals, but they they play it to McKinney where he had to make the last pass, and that's just not what he does. Yeah, so that's that's not his game. So I mean, the big question mark for me is, and for Greg Berhalter is what he is he going to do in the center? Does that mean like pairing? You know, does that mean moving McKinney or Tyler Adams to the bench and pairing you know Eunice in front of him uh, along with? Like a Gio Reyna, yeah, or if or if Ledesma or Aronson develops, yes, because yeah. I don't, I agree. I know this sounds so crazy as a USA soccer fan. We talked about this a little bit the last time, but like you're gonna have, I, I 
really think you're gonna have to bench one of them. Like it's, you, you it, can't it, like yeah. you can't like and and people always say this about Argentina because Dybala and Messi and all that. You can't play two guys who play the exact same position together when you have talent. Yeah, I mean, this is a good problem to have, right? Like, right. When else in the U.S. men's national team history has there been a debate about, like, oh, we're going to have to bench a guy who's <laughs> right, right, right. playing regularly for Juventus or a guy who's playing regularly for uh, Red Bull Leipzig in the Bundesliga? But like it's also it's also a great club. thing, and, like, when you're doing group play and all that, to have two great defensive mids. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not, like, yeah. but I, I agree with you. I don't, and when you said it last episode, I was a little confused, as I often am in life. But now when I, I watch the next game, and it's just, like, neither one of them are going to, like, create things in the final third yeah and people like i saw people saying because the criticism of mckinney it's not even a criticism it's just not it's not their job to like be breaking lines with all their passes and all the dribble they're doing what they're supposed to it's just not their strength and people are you know they show an example of like one line breaking pass from tyler adams and they're like oh who says he can't fucking break line you know like all this stuff that's it's against like yeah, we're playing fucking Panama, and that's the one. But, like, if we're playing a good team and we're going to consistently ask Tyler Adams or Weston McKinney to do that, it's probably not going to happen. Um, it's just not what they're they're made to do. So, we'll see. I, I think that's the biggest question mark surrounding this team. Um, but, fuck, we just beat Panama 6-2 without Christian Pulisic. Yeah, I mean, we, we like I said, we got what we asked for. It was it was nice to see a team realize. I've never seen it against the U.S. Just like, yeah, we they're yeah. so much better than us. It's Looked look that comfortable and on the ball. And, and then I was thinking about how when they start murdering teams in CONCAT, they can actually rest people. Like, if you have stuff locked up, and we're not being cocky because it's CONCAT. Like, you go to, like, uh, you know, Trinidad and Tobago, you maybe don't have to bring Reyna and Pulisic if you don't need points. Yeah, I mean, those guys are always going to be involved, so I'll always be there. But, you know, when we used to do, like, January camps and stuff, and it was essentially the U.S. a field, like, their B team, like those games used to be fucking painful to watch, and now, like I would not mind watching like Ledesma, yeah, watching Soto, uh, like all of those guys. Um, so the quality, the overall depth, the overall quality is yeah. definitely improving. A lot to be. Uh, I know I keep mentioning, but I love Aronson. He's good. We'll see what he's he does get in Salzburg for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll see how he does in Salzburg. But I think with, that's a good thing though. Like. Yeah. He's going to get stronger. Obviously, he's just he's just young. He's got to get got to get a little bit bigger. And um, but technically, he seems like he's there. Uh, Jesse Marsh has had a great track record right. with Red Bull Salzburg. And, and last thing before we move on to EPL, I think that this is like you said in conclusion or last thing. I know, I know, but like I'm a bi- I'm a big comma so. guy. Yeah, I'm a big comma guy. Okay. So I like to like lead into what I'm gonna say. I think uh, I was just gonna say I think the MLS has turned the corner. So if you're one of those people that just shits on the MLS all the time and hasn't been watching the playoffs, like the fact that Aronson, who was not dominating matches in MLS, gets sold for six million, like the league has arrived, and and you're robbing yourself if you're not watching it. That's so he was named in conclusion. MLS. He was named best eleven, Aronson. I'm not I, sure I agree with it, but he was named. I know, best but I'm not saying he yeah, wasn't he was like you. you yeah. If you watch the match where he was playing, you weren't like, oh yeah. god, he's like he wasn't like Sebastian Giovinco for Toronto. To make my point, toying people. Yeah. So no, it's a the lot last to thing I'll to. say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> On a side note. <laughs> um, all right. So, Bones, done with the U.S. national team mm-hmm. for now. Uh, EPL action. So, a ton of, like, really big games this weekend. Uh, Why don't we start from just the first game? I okay. thought Chelsea was orgasmic. I didn't watch Chelsea. Okay. Well, Chelsea absolutely dominated. So, you take this one. So, so 
the, the two takeaways I had from that match mm-hmm. was Timo Werner looks like the Nazi who would break your door down. The Gestapo? Yeah. And Ben Chilwell looks like the red kid that would bring your door down. And then when I was watching Tottenham, I was like, what if Ben Chilwell and Harry Kane break your door down at the same time? Why is everybody breaking your door down? I'm just saying, like, if, if you're an American, you're worried about that kind of stuff. You're worried about a Nazi coming to break your door down? Yeah. Like, if, if they would have won, what do you think would be happening? It would be... <laughs> Timo <laughs> Werner would have a gun pointed at your head, making you go to work. Do you not think that would... What do you think would have happened if the Germans won the war? I'm not saying that. I, I doubt Timo Werner's the guy. Like, why are you so worried about Nazis breaking your door down? I'm just saying, like, if I was... I was thinking about if I lived in the 50s, that would have been so fun. And then I was like, maybe not if we lost the war. And if there was more men like me in the war, we would have lost. <laughs> so it led me to that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Chelsea looked incredible. But Werner... You asked me earlier, like, where does Pulisic fit in with this Chelsea? No, because... All right, this is my problem. Chelsea looked so unbelievable yesterday. They should have won 6 or 7 nothing. My problem is Werner on the left, he's the best player in the league. I'm not joking. He's the best. He missed another. He missed two more sitters. He's been good for them up top. I know he's been bad, but on the left yesterday, like he missed two sitters. Like I said, he's just he's unbelievable. He's very good. I mean, he's definitely. And how much did they pay? They didn't pay all that. It was like sixty million. Like that's a steal. I want to say it was less than that for Timo, or maybe it was sixty. Because didn't they pay? They played paid close to like eighty for Kai Havertz. Yeah, I've told you what I think it is though. What's that? It's just the fact that he misses those sitters. You can't like he does miss sitters. Like you literally can't like wrap your head around. It's almost like a Raheem Sterling type of like just miss some chances that you can't yeah, believe. So, so I had my alarm set at seven twenty seven because I'm dedicated to the podcast uh-huh. or not. So they play. What happened was they like it was like a deflection. It played him in. The ball was rolling on the PK spot, and he missed the goal by fifteen feet. Okay, so. Wrap up this Chelsea talk. Give me an in conclusion. In conclusion, I think I agree they're going to finish second. What are you agreeing with? Myself. Okay. I think I was, nobody asked you a question about that. I think they're the second best team in the league, and I think Lampard is a good manager. You think they're the second best team in the league? I absolutely do. Really? You haven't watched them play, so I don't know what your argument is. I have. I didn't You're watch like, them play. Oh, well, I did not I was watch them this weekend because Stevie had a um, bad Friday night. Stevie had a fine Friday night. Yeah, you, you read like you know what you read, and then you slept in. <laughs> Solid burn there, Bones. Yeah. I mean, I know what you read. You, you read like Audacity of Hope and shit, and then you get yourself all fired up. <laughs> he makes you feel like you're a good person. I he's mean, got I, a new book. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read his new book, but yeah, he, it's, he, good, it's gonna be full of hard hitting facts. He does. He has been uh, putting out a bunch of like excerpts, and they look great. Yeah, I mean he's he's very intelligent, but thank you for he, letting he, us know that Barack Obama. Was I mean, very I know that. I, I don't that's, think he's gonna that's talk. those are the type of takes. I don't think he's going to talk a lot about with. the CIA. <laughs> yeah, I doubt he's going to talk a lot about the CIA either. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> um, why do people in Venezuela hate us? All right, let's so move Buns, on. Well, Buns, I want to stay with this Chelsea, the top <laughs> okay. two team. So you think after watching Tottenham play this weekend, you think? Do you think Chelsea's better than Tottenham? What did I say last week? Tottenham's one? Yeah. Okay. I think Tottenham's going to win the league, and I think Chelsea's going to get second. So you think Chelsea's better than Liverpool? I think you haven't. Wa- they have the most talent. I have watched 
Let's clarify this. I did not watch Chelsea this you, weekend. You were dreaming about your high school lunch teacher. Who's teaching lunch? <laughs> high school lunch teacher? Someone was teaching you how to eat while you're wearing sweaters. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? God. You got to hide those sloppy joes. <laughs> All right, all right. So you think you think Chelsea's better than Liverpool? Yeah, I think. Look at look at Chelsea's team. There's no weakness. Where's Liverpool's weakness? Injuries. I mean, they just spanked Leicester City three 0 with all those injuries. Yeah, I just think Chelsea's better. I think. Uh, all right, but like, all right, so if you throw were, some facts out there. Okay, Zayek on the right. Yes, Pulisic on the left. Who's not? playing then but he will be playing okay and then you have Werner like you just asked me the other day again where does Chelsea or where does Pulisic fit in on this Chelsea team and yeah, now you're because like, they're that now you're pointing to him being like that, some they're that good look keep, at all their options consistent. look at their defensive mids Conte you can slide who back. has not been like that great he was year. really good today I, I yes, heard he was good yeah yes. he was great yeah you heard you I, heard. I, I was watching I heard. in the flesh Stevie <laughs> Mount are you wait? I like are you him. pointing him out as like a good thing? We've spent a year he's, he's, shitting on Mason know, Mount, and now you're coming back. And you're and like, you have you have Kovacic who doesn't play. He does play. He started the other day. Yeah, that's like his first game all year. And then, like I said, you have Zayek, Pulisic, Abraham, and then Werner behind him. That's it's eight great players. Tiago Silva in the back holding it all together. I like that keeper, and I like Chilwell. What's the, the red coat? Mendy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Chillwell he out here banging down doors. Yeah, I mean, does not Chillwell look like a red coat? It's weird you can't admit it. Yeah, just right after he loads his musket. So who do you? So you don't like Chelsea? I don't. I don't think Chelsea's a top two team. I don't think Chelsea's better than Tottenham. I agree with you. I think I fucking hate to say this, but I think Tottenham's going to win it. Oh, Stevie! Really, by the way, I've you've said, been the opposite of baptized. We're we're what like twelve <laughs> games into the season. No, nine games into the season, and I've probably said that three teams are going to win already. What, so, a po- what a podcast. You thought we were 12 games into the season. <laughs> well, trust this I'm a little guy. Lost yeah. <laughs> no. But so, let me, in, so Tottenham, I do think Tottenham's going to, all right, if I have to like hammer one home and like be nailed down to uh, to a pick here. Okay. That's a really weird way to describe it. I mean, I mean it's you. permanent. So you're going to hammer it's permanent. So you're it's not gonna, like scotch tape. So you're going to hammer this pick down, and then someone's going to nail you home. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Is that what's happened? Of the shit that you've said today, <laughs> and now you're coming at me because <laughs> I say like nail this, like hammer this like, home. Like instead of just saying I want to make a point, nail me down. You said I'm going to hammer this in, and then you're going to nail me down. No, I mean that's not what I said. You said I'm going to hammer it home, and you're going to nail me down. No, like you, <laughs> no, that's what you're saying. I did not say that. All right, but if well, I had to make a pick, let's let the viewers decide. I think Tottenham is going to win. I think, unfortunately, I think Tottenham's going to win. So you had them seventh <laughs> at some point before <laughs> the season. I did have them seventh. Okay, six or seventh, something like that. You're an honest man. Um, but they look fucking great. They do. They. I mean, Jose Mourinho knew something. Let's pause there for a second. They beat the shit out of Man City. Yeah, like I, I it, mean, they looked comfortable the whole time. Like they. Like you could tell, everything Jose wanted to happen happened. He, they like they accepted all the pressure, and then every time they counterattacked, it was well, unbelievable. Well, this is as we were as we were coming over as as uh, Man United Pooch and I were on our way over here um, to BTL headquarters meeting of the minds. 
in the car, we talked. And I said, we, okay, we said, good. we said that this is, this is set up. Glad you didn't sit in silence. This is set up for, this is set up perfectly for Tottenham. This is exactly how Jose Mourinho wants to play. Like this Tottenham team yeah. is set up perfectly yeah. for him. They can just counter and, and not to mention, well, to mention any team that has given, uh, uh pep trouble, it's been counterattacking teams. Right. And that is, that's the one like, area where teams have like consistently gotten results or teams that consistently get results against Pep Guardiola are counterattacking teams. Uh, he just can't deal with it. The system of play just can't deal with it too often. His teams get caught in like a three V three or even like a three V four. That still is going to favor the attacking side. Yeah. It's much easier to go three V three or even three V four than 11 V 11, which is Pep's teams are always going 11 V 11. Cause the other team is just sitting in, now you're having to break down all 11 of their players. The other team can attack, and they're going three versus four, three versus three, two versus two yeah. in some situations. And you made a really good point yesterday, though. And this is the only thing I see. The only problem I see with Tottenham is that you, you were like, at some point, they're going to get tired of, like, some point, like, the talented players on the team are going to get tired of playing like that. Yeah, I mean, so, like, if you keep winning, like, winning heals everything right, like the old fucking cliche, like, Winning, nobody's going to complain because they're winning. But the second you drop two or three games or, or maybe drop back into like second or third place, like no world-class player, or like no great player just wants to sit there and play fucking defense right, right. for 60% of the game. Like that, it, there's like a mental, it's fucking draining sitting there chasing the ball, not having the ball for that long. Or once you win a ball, after not going long periods without it, you win it and you immediately turn it back over. It's fucking frustrating. Yeah. Everybody gets pissed. Um, I've been there. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you've been on a team that might win the EPL, and then you were like, "Hey, yeah, coach, man, stop fucking me over." Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, hey, coach, man, <laughs> stop fucking me over. It was like that, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I was popping Ollie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me swing this left foot, this sweet, yeah. sweet lefty. Bro, <laughs> coach, let me sling, bro. <laughs> but before we move on from Tottenham. I'm getting which, totally piped over here. Yeah. Well, I don't think. What do they call it? It's not piped. What does surfers say? I don't think, yeah. When they catch like a, I'm, I got railed or something. <laughs> I know you've said you've been piped and railed before, <laughs> but you're not a surfer. <laughs> All right, but, <laughs> but all before right. we move on from Tottenham, I I want to know in conclusion. In con- yeah, um, before I stop, comma, I would like to know why Son is just so attached to them. Like he could what play. Like he he's saying he's going to re up. Why wouldn't he re up? I if I was Son, he, I would. I'm an, an Asian god. I would go parlay that into Spain and then just be like this orifice that just surrounds the world. An, an orifice that surrounds. Yeah, the, like everyone. Be, the, every, do you hear yourself right now? Everyone being sucked into my ass. That's how famous he'd be. Like if he played for Barcelona, and then he's got all that. Oh my god! If he if he played for Barcelona, he'd be second fiddle to Messi. Who cares? People care. Nobody wants that. You know when he's in the game, 
in South Korea, they put a picture of him in the corner. Yeah, that just follows him on the field the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. So so you don't understand that type of thing. So he's already, he's already getting that at Tottenham. No, why but now if he was the most famous team in the world at Barca or Real Madrid. He's going to go – I mean, why go to <laughs> Barcelona? That's like, his orifice. <sighs> they're like sitting 10th in uh, La Liga right now. I mean, let's go to Real Madrid. Maybe Real doesn't want him. Uh, yeah, they, they don't want him. They don't want one of the best players in the world who has a massive following. I mean, do you think if they won him, they could have bought him already? He might He might be the most famous person on the planet. That's not true. Who, who's more famous than him? He's famous in... Uh, oh, he's, he's famous in Asia. Oh, yeah. a really small part of the world. No, and I not, didn't think about that. It's not like they're doing like the picture-in-picture picture in all of Asia. He's the most famous... It's in he's South Korea. He's the most Korea. famous Asian in the world. He is. I've looked it up. That can't be true. It is true. That's he's, not true. He's the most famous Asian in the world. That's not true. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just make stuff up. All right. Where's that list what? of the top, like, 10 most famous <laughs> Asians? It's like, it's like coming in number one. <laughs> no, no. It, he is the most famous Asian in the world. That's... It. <laughs> yeah, everybody's getting sucked into his orifice. Yeah, that's right. You're an idiot. It's going to be called Inside the Sun. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like, what was the last name? Son. We're talking about everyone getting sucked into him. I put two and two together. Yeah. Do you hear what their like his nickname is in? Uh, <laughs> no. In Asia. No. It's Galileo. <laughs> I'm not saying all of Asia is the same. I just say he's the most famous person in Asia. Well, it seems like you've like lumped all of Asia. I don't understand together. how you made you made that jump. Because you were talking about well, you no, keep I saying say, he's the most famous person person in all of Asia. Yeah, and he just happens to be from South Korea. I and you were talking about the like picture and picture of him in game. He is that's the most not, famous not, person in Asia. That's not that's people crazy. in China are not watching picture and picture. You don't think, song he, you don't think he's time. popular in China? I don't think he's like any more popular in China than like Harry Kane is probably. Okay, well that gets him enough. Why do the Chinese give a shit South about South Korea has a massive population? Yeah. Okay. That not enough to make him the most popular Asian. You don't think he's big on like North Korean like side channels? I don't think when, like, North Korea has side channels. The government searching your house, you're watching someone score put one in the onion bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, risking life and limb <laughs> yeah. to watch Son picture in picture. I would. Fucking Korean work camps <laughs> all for I song. I can't believe you brought that out of me. I was just trying to have a casual conversation. You're an idiot. <laughs> um, so, Tottenham. I think we agree, though. Yeah. Tottenham, we at least think they're a top two team. We agree. We think they're probably going to win it. So even I though, get, I get even though your preseason predictions, you had Manchester City running away with the league with 110 points this year. I don't think that's out of the realm, but Tottenham will have 112. That's not out of the realm. <laughs> it mathematically may be out of the realm. I go Tottenham, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. You're the math guy. No, actually, I, I put Liverpool ahead of Man City. Yes. So, so I agree. So, wait, give me your rankings I, again. Tottenham, Chelsea. So you have Chelsea. Liverpool, second. Man City. Actually, I had Chelsea. I had Chelsea Lester second. Fifth. Lester fifth. I had Chelsea second in my preseason predictions. I'm walking that back. Yeah. And I know we, we, you know, you don't want to be week to week, but I don't, was like, don't hammer me down on that Chelsea prediction. Yeah, and I won't nail you down either. But uh, I was thinking, I thought Leicester was looking good, and then today, just to get, you don't want to go on one match, but they got just annihilated. Leicester seems like they just throw up some games where they are fucking like they look like yeah, like a bottom half of the table type team. It's bad. But anyways, so can we talk about like how 
Jurgen Klopp's greatness. I mean, he's just right unbelievable. Like, like who knows? He was probably doing like meth last. Is night. he the best manager in the world right now? You have to say he is. Who else has been consistent like him? Yeah. There's no one close. So so let's go go through Liverpool's injuries right now. Mohamed Salah contracted the COVID at a wedding. Yeah, at his brother's wedding. Maybe just don't put it online. I don't. I'm not judging you for going for your brother's wedding, but I don't think people were like mad. Were they? Well, like, no, I don't yeah, think anyone was mad that he was at the wedding. I think people were mad that, like, why would you post pictures of yourself online surrounded by thousands of people? The camera loves him. That's for sure. He's not a bad looking man. No. Um, so, Mohamed Salah, Joe Gomez, right. Trent Alexander Arnold, Fabinho, Virgil van Dyke, Tiago, and Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, for whatever that's worth. Um, that's a lot of injuries. And on starters on the back line. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Joe Gomez, Virgil van Dijk, Fabinho has played back there. I, I mean, the only the only guy, normal starter, is still healthy for them on the back line. Um, Joel Matip will sometimes play spot starter. I guess he kind of splits time with Joel Matip, uh, for, with uh, Joe Gomez. But then Andy Robertson over on left back. Yeah. Um, and he crazy. Got a, and he got a knock as well. Yeah, and they just, like, came out. And just dominated a very good, first, yeah, yeah, very good Leicester team. A Leicester team who's sitting in fourth place right now, and they were not first before. I mean, yes. if they would have won, they'd have been. First. Yes. So we have Tottenham, Liverpool tied right now. Tottenham ahead on goal differential, both sitting on twenty points. Uh, Chelsea on eighteen points. Uh, Leicester City tied with Chelsea on eighteen points, but behind them on goal differential. But we we mentioned this. We talked about this a lot last year. Liverpool. St- won games, but still, like, their goal differential, when you looked at other teams, yeah, yeah. wasn't that great. And so we figured, like, at some point, their luck was going to have to run out. Right, like, yeah. if you're not just dominating teams, you're going to start dropping some of these close games. But Liverpool looks like they're at it again. Tottenham has a, a fairly substantial goal differential. We looked at 21 goals for, 9 goals against. What is that? Do the math there, Benz. 12. 12, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Liverpool, 21 goals for, so same as Tottenham, but 16 goals against. Yeah, yeah. I think... Math check. That's five. Yeah. I think the only argument for it is there's obviously some luck to it. I think Klopp, and, and Pep does this a lot too when you have the depth. Klopp won't be able to do it this year, but like he does a really good job of like kind of gauging it. Like You know, sometimes you'll like, well, you're not a better, but you'll bet on mm-hmm. Liverpool, and then you look at their their lineup, and you're like, damn, he's benching. Like he, he actually does give those guys rest. Yeah, I mean... I, I guess the problem for Klopp now is with so many guys hurt, there's like there's no depth now. Like yeah. the injuries have completely wiped That's, away his depth. I so think that, long season. I think Klopp's the best coach in the world, and they might have the most talent. But I can't take them at first just because they have so many injuries. That's the only reason I have them third. I think they'll manage to be back. Um, I, I think they'll manage still to finish in the top two. If you look, like Joel Maddup is supposed to be back. I mean, Mohamed Salah. I'm the walrus. Salah is not going to be out for too long. Um, obviously, Tiago. We'll see about him, but I, I think he should be coming back soon. Um, even like Trent Alexander Arnold, hamstring. We'll see, but so they will be getting some guys back. Salah, most notably, back relatively soon. So Mo. Salah. 
fucking dogs. Okay. Um, yeah. So Tottenham, Liverpool. We've talked about Chelsea, Leicester City. Uh, Bones, Southampton still hanging in fifth. Impressive from them. They're done. I think the main takeaway is that we both just picked Tottenham to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. And I hate myself for it. I do too. I don't really want them to, but if it does, I mean, we would look great. We could move to London. You know what, Bones? Like, as soon as I said I think Tottenham's going to win it, I hoped that a Nazi was going to be banging on that door. <laughs> hey, you know what else I just thought of? You want to each put 200 on Tottenham to win the league. And if they win it, we immediately move to London as soon as we're allowed over. You think $200 is going to cover that? 400 it would probably win us like 4000 just to move. You think? Yeah. You think, where, where are the odds right I now? think they're probably like 10 to 1. You think Tottenham's 10 to 1 right now? Yeah. To win the league? Yeah, I do. But So we talked about this, Bones. And we take us, like I said, we take a boat. Tottenham is the... And then I pay some Irish guy to, you know, do stuff to you. Um, okay. Uh, where do we go from here? Um, Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Do you want to give us a conclusion? Yeah, I think, so I think the U.S. will win the World Cup in 2026. Uh Uh-huh. I think Tottenham wins the league. Okay. And I think that sweater's not so great. I'm wearing a fantastic sweater. It's seasonal. Um, I think it's a Brooks Brothers. Okay. If that means anything. Uh, yeah, so, Bones, I'm with you, shockingly. Uh, the only thing I think you and I differ on is I don't think Chelsea is going to overtake either Tottenham or Liverpool. Uh, we'll see what happens. A long season, only nine matches played. Um, coming up, kind of the meat of the season mm. in December, Boxing Day. Take a bite. Yeah. Um, Everton's still in it, though, by the way. Man United. In 10th, Arsenal in 11th. BTW. Mikel Arteta seems like everything's falling apart. Yeah, I mean, they're awful. Uh, yeah, Pepe with a red card today. Manchester City. By the way, Manchester, we didn't even mention it. Pep extends with Manchester years, City. Yeah. I think and then they just go out and get. Maybe they'll get messy. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, so Man City in 13th, Leeds in 14th, uh, and then rounding out in, in relegation, we have West Brom, Burnley, and Sheffield. Sheffield, by the way, fucking Fulham, not being relegated. Not in the relegation yeah. zone right now. That's crazy. Their coach is hot, and that's just keeping them off. I don't know if you get points for that. Yeah, he, uh, you get points for it, Stevie. You just don't know about because you're not hot. <laughs> <laughs> you see this uh, main? I have not. I don't Sponsor, watch. Sponsor, Propecia. I don't watch. I don't watch Fulham. Out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll leave that to you with your. You're gonna close this out. Your fucking host. I mean, it's taking forever. All right, so uh, ah, here we go. Yeah. So, Bones, should we finish? What are you looking forward to in the soccer world this week? I mean, champion. by the way, your your boy. We didn't even mention Halan, Golden Boy. Yeah, the Golden Boy, four goals in the second half. I was never. Yeah. We took Berlin down. I heard that we made a much children. What? Halan. What about him? He was like four goals, four kids in Berlin. <laughs> I don't think he said that. <laughs> I heard him. But no, my biggest takeaway for next week is Champions League's back. And then yep. we're dry. I mean, the EPL couldn't be tighter. Yeah. So I guess be on the lookout. We plan on dropping another episode, hopefully okay. Thursday. Wait, 12 again. Huh? Smash that like button. It's going to be dropping. I mean, is that 
Is that, is that not the lingo? Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably put one out on Friday and then Monday. We're going to try to do Fridays and Mondays. Okay. I think you just decide that on your own right there. And I, I hope your parents get back together over Thanksgiving. <laughs> I see little chance of that happening. <laughs> Turkey is an aphrodisiac. Maybe you're the one that supplies the gravy. <laughs> You just say that I'm like in some uh, weird sexual relationship with my mom and dad. No, that just like through your through dialogue, you get them back together. You're, you're, I mean, uh, uh, so we will be back at some point. Probably we said Friday, I guess. So yeah. Friday, another episode. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about Champions League at that point. Yeah, so. good, good luck. Yeah. In conclusion, we will see you guys Friday.